On this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock, Jess talked about even more Google My Business innovation. Greg covered the shocking news that digital is here to stay. Jess and I talked about phone books and who needs them anymore. <laughs> and Greg finally took a stand for physically going into a store. All on today's show. Marketing O'Clock is your weekly dose of digital marketing news. We record live every Friday from the Cypress North Studios located in beautiful Buffalo, New York. Join us each week for insights, updates, rants, and much more as we cover the full gamut of digital marketing for you. Hey there, I'm Greg Finn. And I'm Jess Budd. And it is officially Marketing O'Clock here on February 22nd, 2019. Remember, you can catch our famous Friday news shows each and every Friday morning. Follow along with us in our show notes. Just head over to marketingoclock.com for all the links from today's articles. And please subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. Our first story is from Eric Enga and our friends over at Stone Temple who have teamed up with Womp Mobile <laughs> and had the article, Does AMP Improve Rankings, Engagement, and Conversion? And they put together a study that took a look at AMP and the effect that it's had on the search results that companies had 30 days before and 30 days after. And we've seen a lot of sort of negative AMP stories recently. Many. And... The results of the survey were overwhelmingly on the positive side. There wasn't anything that I would say is like completely conclusive, and it was a smaller sample size. But one of the main points was that 22 of the 26 websites experienced organic search gains on mobile after AMP was installed, which is great, right? Like that, that's cool. So the one issue with this is. This is, again, it's only for search traffic. And many of the articles we've seen before that were a little critical on AMP had these the AMP traffic not converting well. So, you know, that's the give and take is if you have a lesser AMP experience that's not converting, who really cares if you're getting more search? But this was a good survey that was done, and it shows that, you know, having that little lightning bolt, having something that people know is going to be super quick and speedy um, will can actually help to boost search rankings. That is good to know. And for those of you that don't do math, because I'm the statistician here, that is most of the sites that were surveyed <laughs> saw an increase. Breaking news, breaking <laughs> news. And again, the way it, it's cool, go check it out in our show notes. And he created this, what do you call the search visibility score to try to measure this because there's just so many different, different factors that go into it. Um, and again, 23 out of the 26 domains in the article saw an increase in the score. And you can get the entire methodology and all the stats so that you can decide for yourself. But don't just use this as the reason to do AMP. Make sure it works for you. Make sure you're getting business to your business. I like that. Wise words, Greg. This next story comes to us from localsearchforum.com, and the headline reads, Google posts showing in the local finder. Yes, someone spotted content from a Google My Business post as part of the overall listing in the local search results. It was pulled in right underneath the business hours and had a little like blue icon with an exclamation point, kind of calling it out. There's a screenshot in the article so you can see exactly what that looked like. It appears, though, that it's just a test because a lot of people weren't, they tried to replicate it and weren't able to. But test or not, it adds something visually to the listing. It's kind of like when we see, you know, rich results get pulled in and regular organic, this could definitely be something. It's too early to tell, but 
it might help improve click-through rate on businesses that have posts versus other businesses that don't. So just something to keep an eye on because if this is going to become a thing, it's just a, another reason we talk about this all the time. But keep pushing your social content out to your Google My Business profile as well. Yeah, and I know that, that Joy Hawkins uh, had found this, and she finds everything. <laughs> but many people were able to replicate this. I couldn't myself. But it does seem to be a test, not like a glitch or anything like that, although right. nobody can know these things. But that makes a ton of sense. We've been yammering nonstop <laughs> on the show about, about what is happening with my business, Google's my business product. And we're saying, hey, th these posts, there's a reason. And now it's showing up in more and more places. Having that content is going to be something that other people might not take the time to do. And if right. it now shows up here in the local finder, that's something uh, that's going to be really positive. So, you know, that's great. Now you can even follow companies on Google Maps. Like that's the thing. <laughs> that's a real thing. And this act, the sad thing is this might actually be Google's best social network. It's like their, the Google business. My Business stuff. Yeah. I know they're doing a really good job. But yeah, don't ignore this, people. You don't want to be the one guy that isn't posting when all your competitors are. All right. And next up from eMarketer, the article is U.S. digital ad spending will surpass traditional in 2019. Woo! I was so surprised that it didn't in 2018. <laughs> I mean, it got close, right? We're closing in, closing in on the gap. Yeah. Well, here in 2019, digital spends are going to usurp the traditional spends. And additionally, there is going to be Two-thirds of this is going to be, well, I guess we're kind of at the point right now where we're passing. Mm -hmm. And by 2023, we're going to be at two-thirds of all spends are going to be digital. That's so crazy. I've got a newsflash again. <laughs> this digital thing, not a fad. Not a fad. Not a fad. And, and it shouldn't be. I mean, why would it? This, this shouldn't come as a surprise to us, right? Because why wouldn't you spend more money in something that you can track meticulously and then refine based on that data? I mean, long live digital. Yes. And within this article from eMarketer, they talked about the fact that mobile is still dominating the digital spend too. So more than two thirds of digital ad spending or $87 billion this year is going to be on the mobile side. I got another news flash. <laughs> mobile thing, not a fad. You blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. Um, there was a few other things that I thought were really interesting here in this in, in this as well, where Amazon had more than 50% growth in their revenue that they've created and kind of taken a little chunk out of Google and Facebook. So that I thought was interesting. Do you know what number five was? No. On the digital side? It was... School me. So it first was, um, was Google, then Facebook, then... Uh, I don't, how do I not know this? I don't know. Did you write? I don't have it up in front of me. So it's Google, it Facebook, um, then Microsoft. Makes sense. But number five was Verizon. Like the phone company? <laughs> yeah, the phone company. <laughs> like, so Verizon was in that, somebody not on the list of the top five? Twitter. Oh, wow. So that is crazy that, that number two is Facebook and they're continuing to, to drive, um, to drive ad dollars, but, Twitter just is nowhere to be found, and, and so far down, it's, it's below Verizon. I mean, but we've been complaining a lot on the show, I feel, about the Twitter ads interface, so maybe if they improve that, yeah, they could be terrible. Verizon, right? <laughs> For good reason, we've been complaining. But again, I mean, that's number one is Google, number two is Facebook, number three is Amazon, number four is Microsoft, and number five is Amazon. So another thing that I just 
brought some, gave me some joy in this was that they took a look at some of the bigger drops out there. Mm. And the biggest drop, directories, down 19%. Those should be down 100%. I mean, it's 2019. Preach it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I despise it when those, those unmarked vans come up and like throw like a directory in your drive. Like, I don't want this. You know how many trees died for this? Can so take your directory sad. and go 19% off of here. Oh. I, don't, I don't need this. So, poor poor anyway. talking phone book. Yeah, so we should make that a law. Thing. Get rid of that thing. Get rid of the phone book? Or the, yeah. The directory? That's all it is all now. People don't have landlines. All of it. No, yeah. I, we have the internet. We do? Right? Yeah, mobile. It's, it's not a fad. I thought, oh my God. Okay. <laughs> Blowing my mind. <laughs> all right. And that brings us to this week's lightning round. <laughs> all right. First up, Twitter has opened applications for its prototype program. This is the program that is trying to fix the conversations. And you can go click through our show notes. There's three questions. It's really simple. There's just radio buttons you need to do. And then you're in and you are applied. Did you apply? I did not apply. I applied. You did? Yes, because I didn't think there was a problem with Twitter conversations. Then I watched that that Kara Jack with uh, Kara from Recode and Jack, uh, the founder of Twitter, try and have a conversation. <laughs> and you couldn't follow any of it. It was a hack show. So I was like, all right, yeah, let's see if we can fix the conversations here. Well, that's good of you to try so, and improve. Yeah, having the like public forum things is really tough with Twitter. So I take everything I said back. I was wrong. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you heard it first here, kids. Yeah. Next up. Amazon Moments tool gives brands a new way to build and deliver loyalty campaigns. This is actually pretty cool. Read the full article for all the details, but Amazon is offering an API that integrates with websites and apps so that brands can offer rewards to users that complete certain actions. So it's like a loyalty program, basically. And it's super easy to set up for the business itself. Amazon does most of the work. They track everything, keep, you know, keep track of the points, the prize redemption, and the shipping on the rewards themselves. So marketers, if you're interested, you can set this up with just a tiny bit of developer help, but it's totally free. So that's super cool. The even cooler thing about it is all of the um, payments are done on a CPA basis. And it's really more like a PPA <laughs> because you're only paying. So it's cost per um, action, but you're really paying only when the user completes the desired action, which is nice. We're seeing a lot more of that in the world, the digital world. Yes, days. absolutely. And for more pay for conversion talk, we've got something coming your way on Tuesday yeah. of next week. All right, and, and speaking of Amazon, hey, I heard there's more Amazon advertising coming up. On that last segment, I bumbled through. <laughs> In 2019, right. you think it's going to be big? <laughs> yeah. Next up, a Google Doc has rekindled a myth of click-through rates. And last night, there was a big ruckus about click-through rate, and is it a core ranking factor because a... Uh, it was in the machine learning documentation in the cloud speech to text API under the data logging section. There was a statement that said, for example, when you click on a link in Google search, Google considers your click when ranking that search result and future queries. And everybody that was these core mm. click-through rate folks were like, look at this, look at this. And everybody else was like, well, Google said this isn't a core factor. If you're personalized, this may have some sort of impact on you. Nobody knows. Stop talking about this is basically what everybody in the community is saying. But, you know, there's some people talking about this. So in the end, is click-through rate used as a core ranking factor? We don't know. And nobody knows. And I'm done with this. So <laughs> on to the next one. There's no answers. There's so. no answer. If there is, we'll report on it. How's that? Great. Perfect. Next up. 
product card buttons pop up on desktop search. So according to Search Engine Land, Google has added buttons to the card style PLAs, that's product listing ads, on the right rail of desktop web search results. So these buttons are as follows, details, reviews, and stores. And when you click on one, it opens up an overlay over the search results and shows you either the details, the reviews, or the stores where you can get the product. So this is great for giving more information to users to help empower their purchase, but it could absolutely change user behavior and your general performance of your ads. So if you're running these, pay attention, see if this change has any impact for you. All right. I can hardly wait for those to come out. <laughs> Next up is a tweet thread from <laughs> our friend of the show, Glenn Gabe, and he had some information that he added on from the digital marketing side from a paper that Google put out on how they fight disinformation. And he pulled out a couple things that might be helpful to any of you organic search marketers. And he said that, well, pulled out a couple things that first was when our algorithms detect that a user's query relates to YMYL or your money, your life topic, we will give more weight to our ranking systems to factors like authoritativeness, expertise, and trustworthiness. There's been a whole lot of YMYL and EAT talk going on. And again, this was, it was talking about the fact of it's an important thing when fighting disinformation. And then also a talk about PageRank. And that was included in the Google document. And Glenn had said, yep, I know this is one of the most scalable ways to tinker with trust. So check out that Twitter thread. He has some really good insight that is on the marketing spin. And you can also, from I think it's the first tweet of his, you can hop right in and see that full article from Google. And just a side note, I hate disinformation. It's so, it's so ridiculous that we have to report on this. And it's yeah. it, it's a thing. It's just crazy. It's but sad. Mobile right. is not a fad and down with disinformation. Theme yes. of today's episode. <laughs> yes, just bud 2020. <laughs> Thank you. All right, this is direct from Microsoft. They are bringing you improvements to your search term reporting. Bing Ads has expanded search terms management capabilities to include shopping campaigns. So that's nice. And they have also updated their online interface, the Bing Ads interface, to include a search terms button, which it makes things much easier to find if you're looking at the queries that people typed in to have your ads uh, show up the old way. If you don't remember, it had like a drop down and it was kind of cryptic and you had to go details and select your keywords to look at it. So I'm all about this, Bing. Thank you for making life easier. One big fat yay to them this week. All right. Next up, the title tells it all from voicebot.ai that Google Assistant Actions total 4,253 in January, up 2.5 in the past year. But still, 7.5, the number of Alexa skills in the U.S. That's a very specific number. I like that they didn't round that. Yeah, and the title is way too much. <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> you don't need Who to read the Who just listened to what I said? Yeah. <laughs> the, the moral of the story is people are going at, at more than double the rate with the assistant actions for Google. But the big thing is there's a fraction of assistant actions compared to Alexa skills. So, again... That is something that is a trend. It doesn't mean like, hey, Alexa's going to be this big winner. There's probably going to be a few. But right now, a lot of times there's trends you look at and there's sort of like when there's smoke, there's fire. And right now people are innovating more. Uh, well, according to this article, uh, what is it? 92.5% more <laughs> with Alexa than they are with Google Assistant. So again, just something to keep an eye on. Make sure that all these platforms that you're investing in are actually being worked upon. Perfect. Well said. Next up, 
making our strikes system clear and consistent. This comes from YouTube's creator's blog. And according to the article itself, 98% of people can tune me out for a minute here because this only applies to folks that break community guidelines. Okay, so those people that tuned out on that awful headline that I just had, <laughs> you can just start tuning out again just here. Just keep, keep it out. We'll tell you when to come back. Come back after this story. So if you're a part of that 2%, what you can expect when you violate rules when you get in trouble. First-time offenders will get a warning on their channel, but not an actual strike or penalty uh, other than having the content in question being removed and getting that warning. So you're aware. After that, all strikes will carry the same penalty, whether it's a problem with your video description, the title, or some other element, or the video itself. That didn't used to be the way, so everything carries the same weight these days. And YouTube is touting clear notifications if and when you violate their policies. So if again, if you're one of the 2%, there's a lot more detail in the blog post. You can read it. But the rest of you that are out there doing great things, it's time to start listening again. And don't worry about YouTube. Okay, let's get into a much better headline here. Google, tagging internal links with UTM tracking parameters send mixed signals. Oh, wait, I was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) This is from Barry over at Search Engine Roundtable. And in a webmaster hangout on YouTube, which has moved off of Google Plus since the last one, I believe, um, uh, John at Google had talked about the fact that you don't try to put UTM parameters on internal links. It makes things messy. I hate it when clients or people do that Mm -hmm. and they it's like, we need to track it. It's like, this doesn't make any sense. Like no. there's other options out there. So don't try to track things internally by putting a bunch of parameters on, on yeah. there. And if you are doing that, think about why, right? Because there's other solutions to your point. Just going to the tag manager and set up some events on things. There's, okay. yeah, wild times. Agree. Okay. And then updates to mobile page speed score on the landing pages tab. So with Google ads, there was a mobile page speed score that launched in July and you can now see it on the landing pages tab. So it should be a little bit easier. It's on a 10-point 10, 10 scale with one being very slow <laughs> and 10 being extremely fast. So check that out. You can now see it on the landing pages tab in Google Ads. Awesome. Walmart's U.S. e-commerce sales are up 43% in Q4 of 2018 thanks to their growing online grocery business. These headlines are a mouthful this week. This comes from TechCrunch, and that's really significant uptick, yeah. I would say. So, uh, the, I mean, the headline says it all. So let's just pause for a second here and appreciate the phrase online grocery business. I mean, Greg, you've been working with the internet for a long time and you know that it's an incredible thing. Did you ever think that grocery shopping would go online? I mean, yeah, I, I, I do. I think everything's going to be done online. You have such faith. I didn't think digital is a fad. Like all these <laughs> directory folks dropping things off in my driveway. You're absolutely right. So this was Walmart's answer to things like Instacart, Amazon Pantry, things like that. And it's working quite well for them. So are you using any of these newfangled services? I will not. <laughs> this is where old wow. Grandpa Greg comes out and I... I think the store is like, I don't know. I, I have that affinity towards going and working to get your own things. That's amazing because usually, usually you and I are on the opposite page where I'm all about the brick and mortar and you're yeah, like, yeah, no, put it yeah. online. And this is like the first time I've ever seen you flip. This but makes you know, me it's happy. Like you, you, we're so removed from like every piece of our food and everything we do. And it's all just 
It's like you still make get, put some little hurdle in front of me getting my food. You know, I know I'm not out there with this like a, a bow and arrow taking something down for a meal, but I mean, like, I'd like to I, see that. He's got to go to the store or something. There's got to be some kind of, of of friction there for me. All right, or I just won't feel like I'm doing anything. Yeah, but that's, that's just me. I'm that's a crazy valid. person. I like too. having my groceries delivered, but you know, <laughs> to each their own. All right. Next up, easily find predefined reports for the data set you're viewing, and this comes from the Google Ad Support section of the site and there were predefined reports and every time you had to reload all your information in you now can pull a predefined report for the information you're looking at in google ads super cool um, not really that much of a actual feature it's just you can get the information you're looking at in one of those predefined reports instantly that's nice just like your groceries <laughs> Okay, next up, Google Search Console is sending alerts for big ranking or traffic drops. This is from Barry again over at Search Engine Land and spotted in the wild by Vance Moore III, or Vance Moore III. <laughs> also, can't can we have a better way of showing that somehow? Like III? You should just write out the third in words. Maybe you Not use I emoji and you have an I, three I or something. So um, what's a junior, like a winking face? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I'm gonna go with yes. maybe do half or no juniors too. I don't know. Yeah, nobody knows. I don't know. But juniors different than the second. I don't, we could have a whole entire show on that. Yes. Anyway, Vance Moore III found a report that came from Google when there was not just a traffic drop but a ranking drop from Search Console. So that's cool. Like if something really in, important happens, that's a nice feature to get. You get an email mm -hmm. saying, hey something's hacked up over on your site, <laughs> go check it out. So, all right, next up from this morning, again, things that we just hate reporting on, there's fallout from YouTube advertisers. AT&T, Hasbro, um, Epic Games, there's a, a, a long list now of folks that are pulling their YouTube ads due to some softcore pedophilia concerns. I tried to figure out what these concerns were. I just can't take it. It's gross. It's basically... I don't know. There, there's some unsavory stuff out there. So if you yeah. are somebody that is really wants your ads on specific crafted messages, you want to make sure you're as far away as you can be from any controversy. Sure. Maybe wait till some of the stuff gets to, gets cleaned up on YouTube and pause your ads um, if that is the most significance to you. It didn't seem like it's anything illegal. It's just super creepy and gross so if you want to go check it out you can go through that cb cnbc link on our site and then somehow you're gonna to have to figure it out I don't know. those those are they, those people fall in the two percent right that we were referring to before so you should I give yourself a strike folks. i hope it's point point oh two i don't know yeah i don't know they should be giving themselves a strike don't wait for youtube <laughs> <laughs> yeah, strike. give yourself the strike, strike yourself all right next up and our last article in the lightning round is from HubSpot. HubSpot integrates LinkedIn ads into professional and enterprise tiers of marketing hub. And hey, remember back in the, what was it like three months ago? HubSpot's like, hey, ads work now. Oh, you yeah, can use that's ads. Right. That was All big right. news. So, so I guess LinkedIn ads work now because HubSpot used it. So yeah, if you use uh, the professional or enterprise tiers, you can now see LinkedIn ads. It took them till to 2019, but hey, LinkedIn ads now work. Ads are not a fad either then. No, not a fad. A lot of mainstays wow. in this digital world. What a day. <laughs> All right, and that brings us to this week's WTH. W. T. H. All right, first, this is from The Verge, and it's called This Person Does Not Exist.com. <laughs> uses AI to generate endless fake faces. And this has got a little bit of a marketing twinge to it because um, Philip Wang, a software, over at, a software engineer over at Uber, 
used research to figure out how to create a stream of fake portraits, all these people that don't exist. But when you go to the site, everything looks like it exists. It's crazy. It is really creepy. And you just go to, again, <laughs> thispersondoesnotexist.com, and you see a picture of a creepy face just showing up. <laughs> and you're like, I think I've seen this person. And yeah. they're not real. And then sometimes, like you can see, like it, it, there's like a manlier chin or something, and then like a very different head. And it's just a weird, weird, weird thing. There's definitely some visual cues in some of them that you're like, okay, this isn't real. But I, I mean, I sent you one the other day. I was like, I have seen this woman before, and yeah. there's like a, a like twinge of familiarity in every single face. But there's one that I saw that had two people in it, and the person that doesn't exist, you know, was like the feature, the main person yeah. in the image. And then they had a person like they were kind of like standing with, who I assume is fake too, but they didn't even <laughs> try. It was just like a face layered on top of a face. Like this guy had two sets. Of eyes. It, so awesome. it's really, really fun uh, to just look at. So I yeah. don't know. It's the weirdest thing ever, and I, I kind of love it, but it is creepy. Yeah. And so, so Wang had said that each time you refresh the, the site, the network will generate a new facial image from scratch. And then he went on to talk about the fact that most people do not understand how good AI will be at synthesizing images in the future. So, how are we going to? be reporting on this down the road, probably the fact that there's deep fakes going on with people <laughs> changing faces around, there's political sabotage, and there's more just unsavory content with people that didn't really do it. So great. That's what we have to look forward to. <laughs> Can't wait. Perfect. Thank you, AI. Yeah. But for now, it's just fun. So go to thispersondoesnotexist.com and, and take a look. All right. And that brings us to this week's cool tool. Cool tool. This week's cool tool is speedmonitor.io. It helps you track the performance of your website. So it does what it does. It does what it says. It monitors the speed of your site. So it's pretty sweet. Again, it's speedmonitor.io. And they describe themselves perfectly on their site. So here goes. Speedmonitor.io uses the Google PageSpeed Insights to check the performance of your website. We keep a historical log to track changes over time. Get notified when your page speed score drops. So that's the part that I think is the nicest because you can get the same information from PageSpeed Insights. But all you have to do is register. You just give them your name, an email address to notify you, and your domain. And they will send you email alerts if anything's wrong. So I signed up last night just to play with it. It's really, really nice. It breaks everything down for you spells out what each of the factors are that they're checking for, gives you a little bit of explanation. So it's great for like screenshotting if you want to send something to clients that looks really nice. That's maybe a little bit easier to digest than some of this stuff in Google's tools. So if you don't feel like manually checking on your site speed all the time, this is a great tool for you. Yeah. And now I think in the past quarter, for our cool tools section alone, <laughs> we've had three site performance tools for you to check out. That's a good so point. you don't have any reason not to be able to track your performance now. Yes, and keep record of everything too. That's what Absolutely. these tools are doing. It's amazing. All right, and that brings us to our must-read marketing article of the week. An article so in-depth, so detailed that we simply cannot cover it in its entirety here on the show. And this week's episode comes from Brian Peters over at Buffer. And they put together, this is how you write a headline, folks, by the way. <laughs> Does vertical video make a difference? We spent $6,000 on tests to find out. I like that. You didn't yeah. give away the punchline. Yeah. You just lead into it. And so what they did is they took a look at vertical versus square video. They took the different types of videos and tested it on the Facebook news feed, the Instagram news feed, within Instagram stories, and then they reported back on what that $6,000 did. They talked about, and it was really interesting because some of the results like differed and weren't what you thought, but they take a look at what the overall uh, cost per clicks were, 
the CPMs, the CPVs, which again, they, they looked at all these different things. The one network they didn't put in there, like, I mean, because it doesn't have ads, <laughs> was student voices stories on LinkedIn. Do you remember those? I remember. I just, I was thinking, I'm like, oh, they did all these stories. And then I started thinking, oh, how are student voices going? They're oh, probably not. Probably terrible. Yeah, they, I don't think anyone's using it. They probably tried to study it and we're like, well, we don't have a sample size uh, big uh, enough to work I just, with out of that and so it made me sad. laugh but anyway <laughs> check it out it's over on buffer and there's a lot of really great takeaways on there mm-hmm. and some of the things are differing than the others so really cool check it out thank you brian and that does it for today's show it is now officially not marketing o'clock remember you can catch everything from this show on marketingoclock.com and please be sure to subscribe while you're there so you don't miss a single episode and we will see you next week Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock. If today's show was of value to you, please subscribe, leave a review, or share with a colleague. If you are looking for more information on today's topics, head over to marketingoclock.com for links to all the articles that we covered. Welcome to this week's Shooting the Heck, or after our famous Friday news shows, we don't talk about marketing anymore. We just shoot the heck. And this week, I've got kind of a gross one. I have two four-year-old twins, and they do and, and say a lot of really gross stuff. So I've got four different gross things that they've said, and I want you to rank them on a grody scale. So Ooh. 10 being the grossest, one being, eh, not that gross. Okay. okay. I'm, I'm excited because I'm not very easily grossed out, but kids are a whole other level. So. Okay. Yeah. And again, they do a lot of actually gross stuff. These are just like kind of like funny, gross things. All right. So first up. <laughs> making them dinner the boy sitting at the pl- at the table and i look over and there's something on his plate and he has both of his socks off of his feet <laughs> onto his plate it says who likes sock food i do <laughs> that's is that the thing yes that's gross i give that a one okay good that's why i'm this is me just testing your scale out. okay yeah no 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 that's very mild i remember do you know when you take or at least when you were a kid you would take your socks off there would be like lint between your toes do you know what yes, I'm I about? do. I just am I'm cringing at what's coming next. <laughs> My mom used to call it sock cheese. <laughs> so sock food okay. is nothing. <laughs> okay, well, I give that a five gross scale sock cheese. <laughs> it's really gross. Okay. Worse than it actually is. Yes. All right. So next up, we're going into uh, establishment to eat eat dinner. And it's like one of those where there's like, you know, it's like a hamburger joint or something like that. And so we get in there and all of a sudden both my kids get really excited. And they're looking under the table. And the girl goes, oh, look, there are already fries here. (laughs) (laughs) That's not gross unless they eat them. them. (laughs) That's that's adorable. (laughs) And also, like, clean up your restaurant. What are those people doing? Oh, that's great. That made me smile. I I give that a... um, just because of the possibility that I think she probably would have eaten them if you'd let her, I'm going to give that a three. Okay. Okay. Here we, here, here we go. All right. So then we're eating dinner one night and the girl full of sass, right? So <laughs> of course she's the, a girl. The boy is eating pizza and he likes blue cheese on his pizza. He Gross. calls it blooch. I give that a 10. That's disgusting. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not even there yet. I know. And so he's eating this pizza and he's got blue cheese all over one side of his oh. face because he's a <laughs> maniac. And he, I mean, he looks like two face with like blue cheese all over the side of his face. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw up. Yeah, this is pretty gross. <laughs> and so the girl goes to him, 
you have so much blue cheese on your face, I can't even look at you right now. (laughs) (laughs) That is a woman after my own heart. Um, Phrase? Just the situation in general. Okay, the situation in general (laughs) is going to get an eight from me just because that's, and I know kids are messy, but blue cheese, who wants, that's not like good for your skin. (laughs) None of it. Okay. None of it. Eight. And so this was, here is the the last part is his clap back to her. Oh. So this was before they're about to go for a nap. And he looks right back at her and says, it's okay. I'll just sleep on the other side of my face. (laughs) (laughs) So he's not going to clean up. Just Just sleep on the other side. Oh, my God. (laughs) How gross is that? That's really gross because you know he's going to roll over while he's sleeping and smear it all in the (laughs) pillow. That's an 11. Okay, that good. situation, that's like a five alarm fire or whatever the phrase is. All right. This worked better than I thought. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Goodbye.